I invented yeah. a straw, a top of straw the other day. Keep your straw thing to yourself. <clears throat> My family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. See that chair it used to be gone. If it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. So much frothing. So much I didn't even get stomped in the dick. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. What Road, and all I know is it's got a heap of Commodores out the front. And then we rocked up there, and it legitimately had like ten Commodores out the front. There's no other mate but a Holden. Like, and then, and the, I was like, mate, do you like your Commodores? He's like, oh, my son loves them. I've got a few too. Where was this? Some suburb just of some Geelong. place in yeah, some in Geelong. He just loves his Commodores. We you, guys like that need to live on farms, don't they? Well, it pretty much was a farm, um, yeah. and he was building a shed to put his Commodores in. Yeah, because he's <laughs> just the favourite ones. Yeah, his missus was getting upset that the Commodores were out the front. Like it was honestly filled with Commodores, and uh, so he's getting a shed so he could put his Commodores in his shed. He's not too many years off those being worth money. You've been I've been seeing VL Commodores, which was the the shitbox of our time. They've been kicking around there was a car show in Torquay actually today and they got the like the boxy you know the Mazda 323s that were they're coming back they're rare yeah well now they don't make them down it's like you'll never make them the same you know these probably produced in Geelong yeah yeah Geelong Fords not the Holdens Port Melbourne they would have been and and he was putting up his shed and I was like oh mate you're gonna look after you any more Commodores like nah mate just gonna put superchargers in them (laughs) <laughs> really? <laughs> no more. Just make them better. <laughs> just monsters. You just combine them together. He's basically that's like man Lego. That's what he's got. He's just got man sized Lego. Yeah, he there. he had horses, jet ski, but his jet skis were pretty dusty, so that's why he needed his shed too. And then he's like, oh, I can't get out on it much because my son just now on the piss. <laughs> so he had two trailers, and he was going to go and move one into one trailer to go go by himself because his son had heaps of Commodores, but was just on the piss. He sounds like the kind of guy who might not have a license, but has lots of cars and needs his son to drive him around. Yeah, well, look, I didn't get that deep, but maybe. Um, one off the wood, we're short of Andy. This is a gilly episode. We might need our own title. Nah, we can still be one off the wood and I'll just come in on the wood, you know. Okay. I don't want to be anything but one off the wood. This ah, is Fair enough. Speaking then of... Then people won't, they won't listen. <laughs> oh, fuck this episode. <laughs> Skip that one. I'll wait another three months for the next episode. Um, mate... Speaking of one off the wood, we, you and I are face-to-face in Victoria, which is lovely to see you, by the way. It's great viewing my end. Excellent. Um, and we've got ourselves, I've imported some exports because the Geordie Vapor and Co. weren't available at the time of my departure. So I still think, having just been through South Australia um, and drunk their Wendy's or their West Ends, these are elite beers. Great Look, it's tasting fine, my end too, but uh, you don't have to work tomorrow, so hopefully you'll drink the 14 of the 15. Yeah, well, I'm going to be the and take out a leaf out of Vandy's book and be the six-pack hero around um, around Melbourne. So, like, you know, throw the cold beers in the car in an esky, turn up someone's place, like, boom, beers, move on, shuffle along to the next place, you know? I did ask if they were cold, so it is, they are cold. Yeah, well, I mean, what? It, who, that's the bonus, though, when they taste just as good lukewarm. True. That's the, the the run sheet. Um. So yeah, bit of a podcast. We're in Torquay. Welcome to three double two eight Hepworth. It's a pleasure to have you in town. So far, you've been over to my house five times. We've surfed twice. I've not even been here forty eight hours. No, it's been good. 
a whirlwind of was. The thing is, your place is kind of on the way to the beach from my parents' place. So, True. Um, which is now my house too. I've got a wing. Um, Did you, have, you, have you like put a lock door on, uh, no, you on your wing yet? Or? Just next to the kitchen, I'm thinking about putting in a little fence. Like, like one, of, one of those kids' fences, you know, like the kids' gates. It'd be a good idea. In. For those listening, Was's parents obviously live in Torquay and they're retired, but they actually live in a mansion. It's so big. <laughs> like, honestly, there's a study, which they don't need because they don't work. There's about five <laughs> bedrooms. There's two living rooms. There's a thing in the. There's probably a cinema room too. There's a thing in like Torquay where people have so many rooms and no gardens. But he's yeah. also got a garden. Like They've it's got a huge garden. house. The thing is, people visit them here. Like where we used to live in the burbs, people wouldn't come and visit them, and even their friends, or because you drop in and drive home. But you know, it's a bit of a drive from the burbs to out here, and and it's a destination, and people want to come here. It's a good place. Yeah. Fuck, it was busy on the weekend. That's the thing I forgot. It's like it gets hell busy it is summer and it does get busy yeah but if you've got a bicycle don't worry about it you just ride around not yeah, your land that's the tip isn't it D- ride the pushy yeah just no car parks pretty flat or our friends have got those scooters oh yeah also good. electric scooters yeah yeah they're quasi illegal but they're pretty handy not good for the reputation though is it to be driving a scooter yeah you want to look push even the shittest push bikes better than rolling up on a Little like yeah, a scooter. It's one of. The, have you had one? Uh, no, nah, I've not yeah, owned see, one, but I've scooted around. I'd used them in Darwin, and I loved it because yeah, I needed it's it. It's pretty. It's one of those things you hate the person with it, but if you've got it, you love it. I'm I'm likening it a bit to maybe like kite boying, boarding or kite foiling, maybe because you look a bit the same, just floating on the ground, no, not pushing, not putting in. This has come up very early. <laughs> <at birth. laughs> This is like there's a huge one of mine I was going to bring up sometime in this podcast, but it's come up extraordinarily early. It's like people throwing stones at shit they haven't tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm off it. Like Aladdin, what have I called you? Aladdin, Pinocchio. You've been on an adventure because we're down the coast, and what have you? Um, yeah, it's a, what did you tell me you want you getting into? What is no, it? No, I'm getting into a lot. Yeah, uh, I've. Well, it's because it happens just out the front of my house. Yeah. So I see people on the kite board and on the foil. And I've been looking at it. It's kind of one of those things quite hard to get into. So I went into I went into Stonker the other week and I was like, all right, mate, I want to get into foiling. And he proceeded to talk for like 15 minutes about how fucking hard foiling was. <laughs> mate, only do it if you're really desperate. It's going to take you 12 months. And I was committed. Like Real was, salesman. Quality salesman. Yeah, I was salesman. going in there to buy shit. Like you I were was, cashed up. Even yeah. Chris was like, all right, check he out. could buy something here. And I went in and was like, mate. You got approval. Talk, well. yeah, talk yeah. me through this foiling. And he, and he just went on. Fuck, it's so hard. But anyway, long story short, he also said, there's this guy in Torquay who'll take you behind his boat. I'm like, great. I need to know this guy. And then I, uh, I sent him a message. And he never, like a week later, he just didn't respond to my message. Like, oh, he's a guy who doesn't do messages. Yeah, you had. This I even like this guy more. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Corey Graham yeah, trying yeah, to buy yeah, your yeah, board you, off you, him. You don't want. You want to know a guy who doesn't like to send a text message. So bit- then I called him, and he like he answers straight away. He's like, "Yep, can do it. Just got to be the right wind. Whatever. I'll text you." He won't text back, but he will text you if he's doing he's, a group. It's text. one way. He basically owns a pager. And uh, anyway, he texted me yesterday or whenever. No, Friday, and said, we're going tomorrow morning if you want to go. And I was like, yes, I want to go. So this is to foil behind Yeah, this is to practice. Because you've got to practice to learn the foil. It's those hydrofoils where you're kind of above the water. Yeah. And so he takes you out in his little ting. T- 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 what? 
little like kind of fifteen horsepower rubber dinghy thing. Yeah. And pulls you behind the boat. And uh yeah, you learn how to fall and you do a lot of like falling off. Was there a couple of people or just you? Yeah, well I got my mate Caleb who's also he's not like you. He's not throwing stones from glass houses. <laughs> but uh he was keen. So we both went. It was like a two hour session and he'd cruise behind it and apparently I got it quite quickly. And he oh, and, okay. and Laurie was frothing. He was so pumped because he's he whined you up, it was like this is a bit like the Stonker guy, but not quite as bad. Like, we'll get you going, but it could be a bit difficult. Anyway, I got it quite quickly, and he was frothing. On the wake? Or just There's out There's no the wake because it's a tin, like tinny, it's a tin yeah. dish, but like, you just cru- you can cruise behind it. Like so you're going like S-turns behind it? Yeah. And not you're pulling he- on the rope or just... Kind of, yeah. Like, you try and eventually get the rope to slot, like, not pull you as much and kind yeah. of pump a bit. Yeah. But it was a huge 160-litre board, and... It, uh, yeah, it was sick, it, apparently. And then, like, he was running people after us the whole day. So he was frothing. He's like, what are you up to, mo- up to tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, not much. Why? He's like, oh, you should come kiting. Because I also told him I'm trying to learn how to kite. <laughs> this guy's yeah. seeing... He's either seeing dollar signs or he's, nah, he's seeing nah, a new well, mate. This is, I tried to buy him some beers today, but he doesn't drink. Oh, right. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, so, no text messages, just no drinking. No, he does actually text. Anyway, because I'd also been trying to learn to kite because I bought this kite set up for $200 off Ooh. Facebook Marketplace. And uh, this guy, it was 200 bucks because the guy couldn't be fucked getting it out of the case. <laughs> <laughs> what, so you weren't even allowed to look at it? No, nah, I was like, didn't look at unseen. it. I was like, this is like a magic dick. You've basically gone to a primary school fate and yeah, just and pulling out a paddle pop stick <laughs> for 200 bucks. I went halves with Screeno too. Oh, even better, 100 bucks. So I'm only into this gear for 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, great. And I rock up today to do like the kite part and I'm like, it's, it's a, anyway, it's a long, it's pretty hectic, this kiting. Like the kite can fuck with you. And I was talking to the guy on the beach. He's like, oh, I haven't kited for nine years. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, what, what happened? You know, did you just move here or something? He had, a bit, he had an, like an English accent. He's like, no, nah, I've been li- living in Geelong the whole time. To be honest, the last time I kited, I kind of was unconscious out in the bay. <laughs> in the water? Yeah. And this even is, hit like, a street I'm getting pole. my kite ready. I'm like, oh, what, what happened? He's like, oh, the gear's much better these days. <laughs> what How is it your gear's fault? What the fuck? Here I am, it's blowing a gale. This guy's telling me he was unconscious out in the bay. I don't know what I'm doing. This is actually a funny story. And then Laurie, the guy who's like been showing me, he's like, oh, I'll throw you up. And then I kind of can get it up. But I wasn't that confident. And then, and then he goes, I'll go out and show him your body drag. And so I go out into the bay. I'm like, mate, I don't know what a fucking body drag is. Because <laughs> I just got taught by old Sounds mate. Sounds like mate. old mate knows what the body yeah, drag's yeah. about. So then I just pull myself along with the kite and I come in. He's like, yeah, it's fair to say no one taught you how to properly body drag. <laughs> Are you paying for this lesson? No, nah, no, nah, this no. is just Laurie looking. This is just Laurie frothing. Yeah, he's just frothing he's just... the fact that I learned how to do the fall so quickly. And I was, that's what I was saying to yesterday, I came in heavy froth. Yeah. Because I knew Good. what this guy was like. He doesn't text. He's just setting this thing up. He's doing it to teach So you've people. set him up. So you've wound it up, wound up the froth, knowing like, I'm going to give this, give back to this guy. I, I gave him give him what he a wants. heap of froth. Like <laughs> yeah. so froth, so hard. And like legitimately froth. Like I didn't have to put yeah. it on. I was frothing, but I knew that he'd want to hear it yeah so that's why he gave, he's like oh, i'm doing lessons but i'll just watch you learn and so like he puts me up and he tells me to body drag he's like you don't know how to body drag but don't worry about it just go out and have a go <laughs> is body dragging important in the kiting world yeah the safety part i'm not that good at it and it is quite important because if you lose your board or something or you're out like you want to be able to 
drag yourself around. Oh, back to the board. Yeah, or back yeah. to the ocean. Or which I did have to do because I yeah. had a few face plants and but I probably got up for the first time and like was humming along. On, were you wearing a leggy? No leggy. You oh, don't wear leggies oh. because apparently you don't. You don't want the spring back or when yeah, you come Yeah, I think off the it. kite is so fucked in, in some situations that you just like, you'll get knocked out and land in the water, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and that's when you want a board to just limp onto and be like, oh. Yeah, it's not, it's it's a pretty, it doesn't float much. PFDs? Uh, just wetty. Just wetty. It's this rogue. Like, yeah, do you know what? Strings, I probably should have been wearing Strangulation, like... Nah. Body dragon. It just sounds fucked. It was and and you're heckling me for being against it. Yeah, but it's a pretty exhilarating. Yeah, you know, once you're cruising along, like just fanging out the um, the water, it was pretty good. I didn't mind it. I yep. need to go again. But he was telling me a story about he does the bells, like which is hectic, like big bells, must yep. cross shore, not many surfers. Yep. But if you crash, it will drown you because the um the, the kite will go into the white water. And he's like, yeah, then you got to have a knife. <laughs> okay, so, so no PFD, but knife. On, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah knife dive knife. To, yeah, cut okay. the, to cut the uh, lines. Because it'll go into the white water and then drag you through the inside. And yeah. Under. So the answer to your question is it's exhilarating and it's something to do in the wind because it, it's fucking windy in Torquay. And like, we surfed onshore today, which is fine, but it's like not that fun. But this you can do in the in the wind, and then he does it with a surfboard. It's, it opens up heaps of opportunity. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like doing hook turns to me, because it's kind of like, you know, you're a bit unsure, but you know it works, and then you get you get one, and you're like, I'll fucking nail this, and it feels good, <laughs> yeah. and then and then in the end you go back to you're like, fuck, that was a lot of fuck around just to turn right. I probably won't won't drive in the city again. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck for this. me it was a lot of effort today. Like I went out and back three times and. You get pushed so far downwind, I had to walk back up the beach. Oh, you couldn't tack back. You've got a sailing background, though, don't you? Oh, I've just done a little bit of sailing, but it doesn't help me or hold me in good stead for this. So you can't tack back? No, you can if you know what you're doing. Oh, right. If you're learning, you're just getting thrown down. You're just one way. Yeah, yeah. It's just a (laughs) one-way street, and then you're walking back, and actually the walk is so much effort. I'm sold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. I might probably go tomorrow. No, it is is good. It's an exhilarating sport. Something to do, you know, in the wind. It was windy this afternoon. So so. what is it? 60 bucks to buy into this kit that you've got. Well, that's right. I've actually, and I have given quite a few people a go of it too, because you also like whack the kite into the ground quite a bit. Yep. Which is just that, poof, which is, is not good for kites, apparently. Oh, so. that's not a move or yeah, anything. People sell them like, oh, it's a crispy kite, never hit the deck. I'm like, mate, mine's hit the deck. Like, <laughs> crispy kite? Yeah, crispy kite. I don't really know How long did it take you to pick up that kite chat? Yeah, well, no, I'm now added. Here's the thing. Yeah. I met Laura yesterday. We had a huge froth. He's invited yep. me kiting today. I'm now I'm added to the local kite group. Yep. So What's now I'm called? in the... It's, like, it's something to do with beer, actually. I've got to get it up because it's a, it's a weird name. The, the local Pinocchio. No, it's the PH Beer Drinking Association. I don't know if that's helpful, to be honest, because <laughs> you'd assume that's not Especially getting Especially because Laurie out. doesn't drink. Well, I don't think Laurie came up with the name. Like, this is the local crew. PH? I don't, what is that? Point something? I don't know. Point Henry. Point Henry. Yeah, that's where you do it in Geelong. There you go. And PH. I had looked for this group previously because someone told me about it, but you had to... Go and talk to Justin, and Justin will get you in. You've got the secret kiting handshake. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a whole nother world. But they were friendly, friendly crew. And this apparently someone's done 
had a sick downwind sesh from Bells to Fishers. Oh, yeah? That's, that's a good, starting good. to see. That's starting Around to talk my language. Yep. And then that's a long walk back, though. Or you get the park the electric yeah, scooter. I, so you drop the electric scooter at Fisher's yeah. and then and you and just drive down to Bell's. And then, all of those grass ceilings are just smashing along the way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then downwind it back. And then by the time you scooted back in your wetsuit with your kite under your arm, you probably if you have a few marriage proposals, like you'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You are huge in town. Downwinder from Fisher's. There you go. So future pods. I will keep you informed about how that's going. I'd like but you to arrive yeah. on, a, on, a, on a kite. I will. I will do one from like Torquay, yeah. Cozy Corner. Yeah. I'll be in the water, just foiling around. You know what I would be impressed with? If you, even just from 13th Beach, like around the corner, through the heads and into into the bay, then come up to Geelong. Yeah. That'd in be a good. Santa Claus suit or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad, once when we were doing... um. We were camping in Tassie for all the kids or what have you. He like dressed up in a Santa Claus suit and skied and like landed on the bloody water and like it was, like ninety percent of the kids were frothing on it and then ten percent were shit scared, like crying to mum. <laughs> like yeah, Santa looks real creepy. Real Cut. wet. Yeah, yeah, and wet. So maybe I could do that on my kite. Soggy Santa pants. Yeah, I like it. You have to get a few kids involved. No, that's good. That's good froth. Laurie sounds like the kind of guy that um, guy that you meet around here. I've been imp- I've, so I've literally been here less or forty eight hours right now, and I'm rolled into town, and I've already made a few friends. I'm making I'm making friends. I'm smiling at locals. I um, we should actually check in because we were on this Surf One Hundred, which Andy and I talked about on the last pod. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm involved in this. You're I'm involved doing good. in this and we've been counting them up. Andy's had a bit of a false start because he went to Japan, skied. So, But he's still on 11 from all reports. You, I'm on 19. 19. I, uh, I'm, and that's, that's Strava, like approved, that 19 too. Except yesterday, it, my watch didn't pick up the GPS in the water and I decided to click it on at the car park. And Screeno, it was like interesting route as I drove <laughs> you surf. home. Good surf, yeah. But I told, I, I did confirm that was just to get the stat of our surf we had yep. together at Juck. I'm on analog, so I'm putting it in the phone and I'm writing them down. So I'm collecting little stats in my little spready because I know Andy loves a spready. So we'll put, you know, like average wave height surfed number, most surfed location. I've got yep. some stats. I'm keeping. how would you describe our surf this morning? The surf this morning was one of the worst. Well, Swellnet called it one out of ten, and I'd say it was pretty much that. But it was a, it was a box ticking exercise, and we got it done. So that pull, that was nineteen surf number nineteen for me as well in the session. But I've got to confess, I snuck twenty in this afternoon oh, at Jurassic. Well, I was out there sailing. <laughs> you were sailing around. I snuck in twenty, and no cunt out at Jack. Just bombing three, four foot, howling on shore, and high tide was sick. I got I'm back. This, this is the best. Where'd the swell come from? Because I didn't see that. We'll have a look. In the it forecast. was fucking windy. I don't know if you looked outside. No, I, I know. Like, I was, I was getting dragged on my face by this wind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew. I know it was windy because they were all going. Oh, it's pretty windy. I was but, like, yeah. Oh, is this normal? I think it's windy. That bank that we surfed um, yesterday was actually good. I got. Like I just, I literally paddled nonstop for 40 minutes, caught four waves and I got a big right hand up, big swooping cutty into a like 
off the top and then another cutty and then went back left and I was like that's the that's the best wave I've surfed since this knee injury in yeah. seven months. And if you if you want to know like Proper what the problem. reality of this situation, it could be a true story, but it's currently telling me Jan Juck is one to two foot plus what onshore wind, forty seven kilometers per hour, gusting to fifty two. <laughs> I told you it was tired. It's yeah. it's at the very poor range. What do you what's who's rating this? That's manual. Manually I'll show you a photo, mate. No, it was, I'm just telling you what they're telling me on the forecast. Yeah, it was, it was large. Live. Larger and it's, in charge. It, it's so shit. I've got photo evidence that it was it yeah, was on. It's okay. I'm just telling these guys in case they want to know. It's so shit that you can't even see this the cam because it's it's covered by wind and wind and water. Salt and mist. Yeah, so there, there you go. It was oh, howling. Oh. You know what? Sometimes that happens. It's onshore winky. There's secret spots fun. though. Like that's when you surf with no one around. Yeah. Get the extra reps in. So I'd say knowing that Screeno's in, last I saw he's in France skiing. So He's in trouble. He's in trouble. With the surf. One up. So that puts me in the lead then on 20. Yes, it does. Mate, and it, oh, the, it's, the, it just, it's a competition against yourself too. Like, yeah, well, I'm aiming high. The goal is 100. It's not like you get a better score if you get 110. As long and as also, you don't have a job. Yeah, as long as it's not divisible by hours worked. Then yeah, that's then right, fine. You have no job. Honestly, you've just made this all up as you've travelled with nothing to do from WA across the South Australian border into Victoria and you've got, oh yeah, no, I've got a lot of surfs. I've just got to quote Floodlights, Nullarbor, their song, one of the great, great songs that I cranked across the Nullarbor. And it's like, nowhere to be and I've got time to kill. <laughs> and it's like, it's nothing personal, I just need a people drought. It's like... <laughs> and a surf. Man, uh, it's, oh, it's so cathartic. It, um, I had a good people drought and when I got here, like I've been friendly with people, you know, like you're meeting 2.0 in the surf and... You smile at people, they say good day. Today, after my surf, I met met a guy called Mike yeah, in the car park with potential job opportunity, actually. Um, what does Mike do? Well, I don't want to sell out Mike because people might know him okay, around well. town. But yeah, it uh, just was a quite... A good job, a bad job. Mate, we got similar. He quit this. his job last week. Okay, he's, Mike is he's looking for an entrepreneur. In town. He's, he's got uh, a similar industry and had some good connections. I was like, man, this is a great chance meeting. And we were both paddling out for the... For the um, did the flogged session? Did you just look at Mike and know he'd be like a like a kindred well, spirit? Well, it was like we had we were both getting ready in the car together, and he was like, he's like, you're as frothing as I am. And I was like, yeah, man, like nowhere to be. Twenty out of a hundred, Mike. <laughs> yeah, number twenty. This baby. will put me in the lead. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he dropped. He was obviously frothing on being unemployed, and he's like, I've just quit my job last week, and I'm like. Loving it. And I was like, man, same, join the club. So, yeah, we got on and we had a little chin wag in the curry. But, um, yeah, it was good. I was smiling at people. But my people drought across the Nullarbor. I had, man, I loved it. I loved the Nullarbor. That was my sixth trip in six different vehicles, one of them being a bike. And I I like the, like, it's so cathartic when you don't have to be somewhere and you just, I like to start the day off with silence, like no radio. You just feel the car. Feel How long? The road, when does the radio sites. get turned on? You know when you, when it feels right. Yeah. Okay. No. The first, no, you wouldn't have a watch. You wouldn't know what time it is. No. Day day two, it was it was like two hours, I reckon, without the radio. When the birds start thoughts. chirping, the radio can maybe come on. Yeah. Like. yeah crackle. No, it was good, and I so I actually yeah I had a sick little trip. I'll give you a rundown. So yeah. I'd, give us the what's the highlight? Because you, you you haven't talked to the potty about what you've just done. Well, no, or, I think it was all intentional. So I've, okay. I packed up the car with a couple of. Um, 
it's just five surfboards, a swag, basically a little esky. Huge quiver too. Yeah, and the just just the simple stuff that I need and a bag of clothes. I didn't bring enough pants or jumpers. Like fuck me, it's cold over here. Like I got sunburnt as fuck yesterday and cold as well at the same time. You put socks on and shoes for the second, second time this year. Second oh, time I've been for one run. I put runners on and uh, just put shoes on today because I was cold. It's weird weather. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's weather. like it's going to be thirty six next week, and it's kind of it's cold today. True. Yeah, wild weather. Anyway, I've underpacked, but that's pretty. You standard. know your potty's going well when you start talking about the weather. <laughs> yeah. G'day, mate. How's it going? Yeah, she's cold today. She's a hot one today, mate. Yeah, it's gonna rain, I reckon, later. <laughs> that wind's up a bit in it. Oh, oh she's blowing. Oh, yeah, fucking. Hate. I'll deal with the rain, but I hate the wind. <laughs> How hot was it today? Was. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. Keep going. Um, yeah, so I, I did. I banged it out. I actually stopped. Um, I did the the road between Hyden and Norseman. It's called the my Hy- favourite Hyden Norseman Road. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> like that's actually what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Smart. But it's it's dirt. So it's like two hundred and sixty k's of dirt. It's like sort of a shortcut from there. But there's people stop like Hyden. Everyone knows Wave Rock in WA at Hyden, but um, McDermott Rock halfway across there is actually. I reckon cooler, way cooler area. You can camp there. I went and like that was my first stop out of Perth and did like a little walk around it. And that's why I sent some pictures on our little surf chat group of me getting pitted by like these big slab rocks um, around the place. I think Andy might have posted one on the gram. But they, there you go. Yeah, it was cool. Just a cool spot. And then I bang, got all the way to Cocklebitty, so about 1100Ks. And then the next day, fluffed around like on the nullable that's my uh, my advice to everyone there's so much to do out there and people have this thing in their head like you just got to get it done i did the nullable like bang we drove it out and it's like it's only the the nullable stretch is like 1100 k's from penong to um penong to norseman and you but like there's so much to do along there it's like you shouldn't it shouldn't be an achievement you, anyone can sit down for 11 hours you basically do it every day at a desk but just take the time stop everywhere i went like Pete, a little uh, <laughs> habit I picked up from Pete. Like, I love a good treasure hunt. And I like... Like for gold or... Or like, no, nah, treasures, like like old shit. So, like, you know, you go down a little... Some ruins and you go a little poke around and find an old can or some fencing wire or, like, you might find a buckle off of an old saddle Are you saddle telling me an old can is treasure or is it... Yeah, old cans are treasure. Yeah. What is the like best treasure on your hunts that you found? <laughs> I found a couple of... um. Uh, pins off like old army uniforms and like brass go. pins and um, like bits off off a saddle like a buckle off an old saddle as well that's, that's actually pretty cool right. cool treasure to find out in the middle of nowhere um, but yeah I did a little got it in low range I'm like driving up the escarpment at one point between Mundrabilla and Madura and I was like what am I fucking doing here like it's all loose gravel just crawling up the thing i was like do i need to be doing this like basically halfway between perth and adelaide probably not but i did anyway um so that was pretty sick and then went down to york's because they had that big swell that came through here so i went down to daily heads um or that was the 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 best spot for a surf but man it was fucked like literally between i had five surfs along the way until I got here, I didn't surf with anyone else until I got to, um, got to Winky, from from Adelaide or from the Yorks Peninsula. Literally, did not surf with anybody else until I got here. 
Are you texting mid-pod? No, I'm having a look at the pictures. <laughs> what are you looking at? Why didn't you surf with anyone? Because there was just no crew there in the no whole way. No one fucking surfs. Like, I, the shark's in WA, but the water's clear. In South Australia, daily heads, it's like a real poor man's raglan. Like, raglan's this massive long point break left. And the same thing, daily heads. It's a surfing reserve. It's huge. But like when I say poor man's, like I'm talking, you know, crypto leveraged in, living in a caravan, like, you know, paying for three illegitimate kids, poor man's kind of raglan. Right. Like, it's horrible. And there was just sandy water. And I actually, I shit myself. Went out, got a few waves, freaked out from sharks, came in. I, was I like, hate Fuck surfing this. down I was like, by myself a bit. Like, it's like, oh. yeah, you don't want any on the water, but you kind of do because it's hard. Like, it's you a 50, 50, 50 thing. Yeah. So you can take turns. Yeah, and, and you're just like, you don't want to be the, the furthest out. You want to be kind of like... Yeah. You want someone to mark the takeoff. Yeah. But the, anyway, so I got out and this is so random. I, I was like, just walking down. I was like, I'll just check the surf before I head off somewhere else. And um, this bloke's walking with his daughter. I was like, g'day, mate. And I look at him and as and we look at each other at the same time and he's, he's my mate, Jolly, from school who's just happened to be on a lap around Australia. Couldn't believe it. Like, biggest blowout. Total chance run-in that I actually saw him because I'd walked past his camp and I would have waved but wouldn't have recognised him. Yeah. Like, right up and we just looked at each other. And Jolly, um, Andy knows him because he used to poach our lines at Hotham. You know, double chair... Um, hut the back side of that on a powder day like drops into the Hollywood Bowl underneath um, village chair yeah it's like you you hit double chair the mid load hut and you go behind that and we'd like one day just dropping in and we dropped it we'd gone a little bit short or a little bit long like 10 meters we're like fuck do we step back up or or drop in and then two skiers like first run of the day drop in and, and right at the top and it's my mate Jolly and Tucker Sick. And I was like you can't and they're like woo <laughs> cut us off anyway so we'd, he's a mad shredder and he's just on a trip around Australia with his um, with his family and a couple of other crews so it was sick like so cool to be you know like you drive so far and you end up in like a spot and you run into someone so familiar like you've spent a lot of time it's amazing how like, the world so does cool. that and it so does it cool. regularly or maybe aren't irregularly, but it feels regular enough. It feels regular. like, And, and he's, so I've like stopped. I'm giving him a hug. You know, we're having a chat and we have another hug. And his missus is like at the caravan, like going, what the fuck is Jolly hugging this random stranger in for? And then I came over and like, you know, said good day, had a beer with him, which was sick. Sick, like, yeah, real, got me real froth. And I'm like, I'm in the right place, you know? Yeah. And that happens. It is, it's always a good time when you when you meet someone that you're like, in a random spot that you didn't know and then you got to work backwards how you both ended up there and it's like yeah, yeah it's it's a it and to be fair i should have read the signs and stayed there because for being in the right right spot i was in the fucking wrong spot wrong hours later oh allegedly why? well i um i can't remember the name of the campsite but further down i wanted to go surf Pondalawi. yep which is on that bit further down on peninsula like a Poor man's wedge. A lot of poor man's waves in South Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I found surfing South windy. Windy, yeah. yeah, just windy. Yeah, how windy. Um which it was on this day as well, like howling. But yeah, yeah. Daily's kind of out of the wind um sort of thing. But anyway, I went down to this campsite and I like York's Peninsula, you gotta pay, you know, the South Australian parks app sort of thing, and I drove past the visitor centre. I pulled up about nine o'clock. And I'm like Googling the thing with shit reception. And I end up just buying like a random P 
permit. It was like 20 bucks. Yep, sick. And then I went and checked Pondy's. Wasn't really working. So the first campsite back, whatever that is, like Casuarina or something, I think it was. I'll, I'll look it up. And um, pull in. There's 10 sites. Two crew pack set up on one site. And then another, um, just a tent and like a couple of girls on the other bit. So I kind of pulled up between them all, you know, left the, the standard room. We've got three sites yeah. between everyone. I've just got a swag. And then, um, yeah, pulled up for the night. It's like, this is all right. Like it said, book the sites, but I'm like, there's no one fucking here. I paid my money. It, General it's, they're like $15 sites or something. So yeah, people, 15 bucks. Yeah. Honestly, they've booked them for the next five years. Yeah. There's so, something wrong. So I'm like, book this site. And then, um, or like didn't book the site, but anyway, just camped there. And I'm on WA time still. So I'm a little bit like, um, yeah, I have a little bit of a sleep in because I've literally driven in three days straight there. Um, copped two and a half hours time difference. Um, anyway, so I'm like, got up at about eight, which is not like me. And I'm having a little coffee, rolled the swag up and the ranger comes around and he's like, got his list out. And he's like, hey mate, have you booked this site? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So I have you guys, I don't have you on the list. What'd you book it under? I was like, oh, I did this. He's like, did you get a receipt? And I showed him the receipt that I, the email receipt from what I booked. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you've booked a fucking general camping permit thing. And I was like, oh, look, I got in at nine o'clock. Look, this is the time of the receipt. You know, I don't fucking yeah. know what I was doing. There was no one here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you're not on the list to book this site. And I was like, yo, that's cool. But there's no one here and there's no one there. And I was like, just look at your list. And the list had one name for the whole for 10 sites oh he's like you're not this list and then he and i'm like well that's fucking all right i was like but there's no one here like i know kind of i fucked up i didn't pay you know it's, it's all good oh and he's anyway takes a photo of my license because he's like you might get a fine i'm like well this isn't gonna happen anyway then i hear him he goes over to the girls sites and georgia the chick i she came over and chatted to me later and that she's fucked up because she's gone the 8 a.m oh we've just arrived and set up for the morning but you know Clearly, they've got a big tent. Yeah. They've not just set up for the morning. <laughs> they fucked it, and um, and then it, so I think they they same thing took their details. Anyway, the like, ranger loops back around, goes and talks to this other camp who's in this green pajero, looking like fucking Darrows, and they're like, and all I'm sort of hearing is like muffles about yeah booking the whole thing blah blah blah, and then he as he drives off, he's like, no worries guys, yeah look thanks for letting us know appreciate it so these motherfuckers have booked out because it's 15 bucks a campsite 150 bucks for 10 sites have booked the whole joint just so they can have it themselves for the night or the two nights and then when they've woken up saturday morning and found out that there's two people camping campsites away like you couldn't even hear them and they've called up and dobbed on us got the ranger out to then police that they've got all these sites how fucked is that? There's no future in those humans. That's fucked, man. Like, that is so fucked. And it's not a lot of money. Like, two nights, 300 bucks. They had two couples there. So, it's like, it's really not a lot of money to do it. I could go and do that. I'll go and book out the whole campsite. But it's like, if you're not going to fill it, they've just done it because they wanted to have privacy. It's like like they're swingers or something. They weren't even up late partying. Like, what, what was their agenda? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, that makes no sense. That's I'm furious. That... Booking the whole thing. Yeah. For what purpose? Because you want to have a romance. Like, what are they doing? Maybe but they're doing something like sinister. They, yeah. Like, were they? What Did sinister, you hear them? Well, they weren't even up late. Like, what sinister activities are you doing? They're in bed. Maybe they don't like people. 
Yeah, they needed a people drought too. But it's it the whole thing is screwed. Like it's too cheap. It's it, but it's got to be cheap because the idea of it is to facilitate people using it. They want people to use it, right? But do they? Because no one turns up. So but, like, this is why I don't yeah. know. Do that? Do you want people to pay for it and not turn up, or do you want people to pay for it and turn up? And I don't know, like. I reckon they. Want it, but to if pay you make it fifty bucks, it's not. You can't pay fifty bucks for an unpowered bush campsite. Yeah, but you're more likely to be able to book it. But you are right. I get. What and then, like, you don't know things change. Bush campsites, you don't know what happens. You might surf somewhere. The wind changes. Like things change. It's fucked. Like the first, I, I was real off it. Like I almost complained, which I'm not a complainer, you know. But I almost dropped in and complained to that. And if I get the fine in the mail, I'll be fucking gone off because that's such bullshit. Blocking the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And I reckon I've got a solution for it. Is I reckon like on your campsite, you have like a QR code. And it's so it's like you got to check in when you're there. So it's like, did you arrive? Yes. Boom. Check in. No, I know. I agree with that theory, but it depends what the rangers want. If they don't want people there, then they don't give a shit. But it's a camp site. Like you, they want people to camp. Do right? they like, want people to camp? Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. Like that's what they're there but for. But then yeah, people got more rubbish, more. But shit. that's what the fees are for. Yeah, but they're getting fees already, it's and no fun. one camping. It's like genius for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's honestly the best answer. They're all booked. So they've no one there. So like, this is good. Why would I go to the effort of putting a QR code so that that I'd get more people there? So no. you reckon they found the right balance, the right cost? No, I don't think it's good. I just don't know how you, they could get them to solve their problem, which they actually like. It's it's bullshit though. Like, and then I so I turned up at Joanna Camp, and I was like, all right, I'll do the right thing. It's Vico. Tried to book it in. They're all booked out. Like Joanna Beach down past. past Cape Otway. Yes. And I'm like, everything's booked out. I was like, this is fucked. So I turn up and there was three quarters of the sites were used. And I like, there were two next to each other that weren't no one on them yet. So I waited till like eight o'clock. I was like, right, took one on the corner, threw my swag out, like scooched over to the side. So if someone turned up, they could easily fit next to me. And then at about 10 o'clock, to be fair, a motorhome turned up. I was like, who's turning up at 10 o'clock to a campground? I'm like, where the fuck have you been? Like, what have you been doing all day? Just, you're either here enjoying it. Like, if you're in a fucking motorhome, just park it anywhere, man. You don't need a fucking site. So, there all these campgrounds that were like, back in the day at Joanna, was just like, squeeze in as many people as you wanted. Everyone spreads out, you know, like, using the urinal at the toilets. You know, you, you leave one spare until it's like the footy halftime and you've got to, you know, double down and everyone's got to, you know, maybe share a bowl or something. But... You want to squeeze in next to each other. Let the people decide how many people can camp there. Yeah. Not this fucking... They should just have it open. Yeah. It was... First in, first serve. Yeah, get there. Park your stuff on it. I just... I don't understand. It's, it's not right. The booking system kind of needs to be there, but people need... To, you need to turn up. You need a strike system. If you don't turn up, you fucking... Yeah, but the only way you can fix this is make it more expensive. No, Which I is against the whole purpose of having a cheap push camp. Well, like they used to get fees from them by like the ranger turning up and collecting the cash, right? And then, you know, you, if you didn't, if you stayed, you'd get, you pay your fee. But if you got up early and fucked off, then you wouldn't pay. This way, they get more money because people do it through the app and honestly, and they don't have to turn up. So they don't have to pay a guy to go and turn up and collect the money. But what? Yeah. I don't think we're going to solve it. They I need the guy to it. turn up again. Yeah, but people hate humans. They want a, they want a robot to turn up. Maybe that's what we need. <laughs> they need drone. a drone to yeah, turn up. Yeah, photos. Drone yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drone Snap. starts turning up. 
That's what the answer is. Yeah, drone drone police. And he comes around to your camp at six in the morning, wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, like something real. Yeah, annoying. check in You're with your there, face. Yeah. Face ID. Are you guys uh, John Smith? Yeah. He has this whole campsite booked. Yeah. For like his... He has the whole of the East Coast of Australia booked for the night. He doesn't want anybody camping. Nobody camps tonight. Nobody camping in his vicinity. John, Fat John's CPAP machine he doesn't want to... Doesn't want to keep anybody up, so he's booked the whole fucking campsite. <laughs> I swear that's what this bucket at, at whatever campground it was. Yeah, well, we went and we went in, in the same thing in robe, like all around there. They're all full. Yeah, they're not all full. Do you where where did you stay? We were at like 40, 40 something mile or forty nine mile or whatever the mile crossing is. Forty two yeah. mile crossing. There you go. Sure, I'll take yeah. it. And I'll there's take like thirty something mile crossing. Yeah. And we camped one night there, one night up the top. And there, this is because it, from ever going on the beach with you, I was really keen to go on the beach. Like I was driving a road like I'm going on this fucking beach. Yeah, because you can't drive on the beaches can't in Vico. can't drive on the beach in Vico. And yeah. I, we wanted to go camping and I was looking at what do you need to camp, like drive on the beach. You got to have your Max tracks or something equivalent. So I went in the shop. No, no, I, no. Hang on. That's not true. You got to have your Max tracks. You got to have Max tracks yeah. and any other brand is, is actually <laughs> shit. That is true. And because I was in the, I was in the shop looking. Max tracks is like two hundred something dollars. The, the equivalent brand was like one hundred and fifty. It was a hundred dollar difference. And they're and exactly I, the same. They're piece of plastic. They're the piece of plastic. But I couldn't bring myself <laughs> to buy the cheap ones because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. The last thing I want to do is someone who comes to have to help me to think that I didn't buy the right Max Track. So I got the, the you, proper You're Max the kook who's turned up on the powder day with K2 powder hound skis, yeah. and sex pistols or whatever they use. That's right. So I had the proper, <laughs> I had the yeah. proper like yeah, good. shit. And then I need to put your tyres down. So I had to get myself, I got, I got myself the, uh, the Thumper Kings. Oh yeah, good. So I had my Thumper Kings and I rocked up here. Anyway, I camped at 42 mile crossing and we went down to the beach we were, you know, we put, I'd never put my tyres down. You know, what the fuck I was doing, except for when you'd done it. So I put them down to like 15 PSI or something. All the way. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's a mistake. Just because my, my personal routine is like, you always save one trick up your sleeve. Nah, because the eight pound is like your off the rim sort of shit. So eight pound is like. Yeah, yeah. Eight. Well, I got this. Hear the story. So I go in stages because you want to save a trick. So yeah. I, I drive down the thing like the entry place to the beach, and I get there, and I like kind of pull up to the right. I'm like, fuck, it looks soft. Like it looks real <laughs> yeah. soft. Long Beach or no? This one? is 42 mile. Like, oh, 40, this is yeah, way up proper. the coast. Like it's proper beach driving. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking at the back, and the wrist is like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, there's these like all these cars start pull, piling in behind us. I'm like, oh shit, I'll let these guys first. And this guy and he's like, um he's, Good idea, good move. Yeah, it was a good move. This guy on his um like uh like motorbike just hoons off and like goes to check up the beach and comes back and sort of get the vibe they're in a tour. And it's definitely like this tour thing. So then they start going down like one file after another, and then the guy on the motorbike comes up next to me and like sort of looks in the in the cab and I so I put the window down, he's like, G'day mate, how are you? I'm like, not bad. He's like, where are you headed? Couple of k's up to the right, mate. Like I don't know where I'm going. And, and then he's like, "What's your PSI?" And I'm like, 15. He goes, "How much you got in the back?" And I'm like, "Not much." 
And I'd YouTubed at the night, so I knew why I was asking all these questions. Yeah, good, and, good. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, you should follow these guys then. Because he could see I had no idea. You're the like, educated cook. Yeah, 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 I was, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, go now and follow <laughs> these guys. If they get bogged, keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so... I was like, fuck, reverse back up. Like, go down the, like, humming down this thing. Because it was real soft. He's like, go down the bottom. I'm following him along. Like, it's soft. Like, I'm having to really work it a bit. Spinning them, yep. And then... Have you put it in four-wheel drive? Yeah, it's in four-wheel drive. Yeah. Which is... Because every time you turn it off and turn it on, you've got to do it again. So oh, it's what? A, what is this Well, the, the, the little press button thing. It's not like a... It's always in four-wheel drive. You're in an Amarok. For yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. always in four-wheel drive. But you've got to put the whatever... Locker, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, no, you're clearly you're in front of me. Driver. In front of me, like old mate gets bogged, and I'm Shit. like, like it's fucking a hundred meters in. I like we can't be getting bogged now. Like I know I've got my max tracks, but I don't want to use them. And then Rich is freaking out, like, and I'm like, oh fuck it, and I just floor it, like back up to the because I'd also learned YouTube that like up the top, get high, yeah. Yeah, when in doubt, get high. Yeah, and then I was in doubt, and I was like... Get the potential energy, because yeah. then you can always come down. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I was going high, and I was like cruising through this, and old mate was like one of the guides. He'd got stuck in the back, because he must have had quite a heavy load. Anyway, and then I was just cruising along the beach after that, but it was a... Yeah, it was a bit that of... That was a good little barrier to entry, though. It, it tunes people up at the start. You don't want to get tuned up at the end. Yeah, it was... I was tuned up. And I actually have driven on the beach when I was younger in Dad's car, but never, like, my own car in, yeah, a, in bloody <laughs> SA. I don't know where I am, what I'm doing. I'm just cruising along. And then it was up and down, like, soft, and yeah, it was all sorts. Good. That's my story about beach driving. How do you feel about beach driving now? Are you ready to go back to rope? Yeah, I, it was It was pretty good. I liked it. I like... There was some sick campsites on this beach, because if but you need to fish. This is my problem. I'm not uh, a f- yeah. like I didn't not a fisher. I'm a surfer, but the, it's not really a surfing beach because it was like the wind was horrendous. Oh, kite, kiting beach. Well, the waves were hectic, so it wasn't really even a kiting beach. <laughs> so and, it's, uh, it's basically sounds shit. Yeah, but if you're a fisher, uh, like yeah, they were loving yeah, it. These the crew like just sitting there all day. Salmon down down South Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big. They were sitting there all day fishing, and then there were these sick like campsites which I couldn't even see online, but like heaps of them on right on the beach. Oh yeah, which is a bit unusual too. So can you, you book can, them? You can book them. Fuck. I don't know whether <laughs> I'm going to book one tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to book the whole, <laughs> whole beach. Fucking beach. And they looked pretty sick. I would be camping yeah. there, but it was too windy. Like I don't, we're in a tent, which is also a bit shit. Yeah. But these the crew had the things on top of your like the um, rooftop tent. Yeah, put straight up. That was the answer. Oh, the hard topper. Yeah, whatever. I like them. Oh, there's heaps of different brands, but yeah, the hard top popper that goes at like a yeah, an and they had that, and you could That's just sick. sit in there, and it would have been fine. But out like we would have broken all our tent and yeah, all sorts. Um, yeah, it's good. The thing with sand fall driving is you got to find a spot like. Lancelin or somewhere like off the beach so you don't have because the water the tide coming in if you get stuck somewhere it's not a problem you can dig yourself out if it takes you three days or someone will come pull you out but it's the tide that'll come and chew your car out and in victoria and south australia and basically everywhere except wa there's real tides that come and come up the beach so yeah. it's like so there's the fear and they come in quick like two hours you know big you can get a half meter a meter change like it's pretty big but the key, I reckon, is to go somewhere, dunes off the beach, and get stuck in your car. Figure out where the limit is. Figure yeah. out what the car can do. Figure out, get stuck, and then go down to eight pound or like use your backstracks or like you got to know where the limit is. So then, when you go on the beach, you're like, all oh, right, this is 
this is what we're playing with. Yeah, I had no idea what the limit is. I yeah. just was just want, it's like me kite surfing. I just wanted to go. Yeah, and then I just <laughs> yeah. went. You don't know. You haven't yeah, done any like, body drags. I haven't done any body drags, mate. I haven't even had a lesson. To be honest, it was old mate Kane who we gave. I can't remember who we gave him a carton, but we were meant to give him a carton. Who <laughs> didn't give a fuck about teaching us how to kite. Showed us how to drop fly the kite, and then oh, now I'm here, yeah. and I want to go. And I think Laurie kind of realised I hadn't gone because they get it's like going scuba. Have you ever scuba dived? I've, yeah, but I don't have a ticket. I'm yeah, that guy. I'm like I'm classic. It's like yeah, yeah. Give me the kit. You've got a spare reg on your chest. I know. Follow you. Don't freak out and go to the surface. Yeah, it's, whatever. Well, but it's like that. Whatever. And not and not like that. But like I th- I think the theory is you know you can have a ticket to do your kiteboarding kind of thing. I think they probably should. Yeah, You're but a um, liability. But I. It, I hadn't done any of that. I just wanted to go, and so I Do went. you actually have? To, you don't have to. No, nah, but I, I think you can go and have you had lessons oh, yeah. from an accredited whatever, whatever. But no, nah, not me. That might be a job for me. To be an accredited. I mean, I scuba diver doing that. Both. I didn't know. Yeah. I think kite tickets. I'll just give them out. I'll just write them up. Yeah, yeah. You tick. I'll yeah. do. I'll be the VOC, like the verica- verification of competency for kiting. No one, because obviously I don't have to be in the water. You, I'll just get the tick sheet. You come out, do your tricks, do your body drags, and I'm like, "Yep, here you go. Hand out tickets, charge people, fifty bucks. Yeah, forty nine ninety. It's um, there's a future. I don't think there was only six people doing it. And I think not every of them needed tickets. Maybe there's only three people who were learning. Yeah, and the three people who were learning just it did look shit. I was a, I thought my kite flying was a bit better then, but these guys were just going. Poof! Like whacking it into the ground, getting dragged all over the not place. Crisp, like, not crispy there kites. There no crispy kites. Nah. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Next it, time I see some kiters setting yeah. up. How crispy is your kite? I was like, oh, I'm going to tell them it's crispy. Yeah. It's like, oh, crispy kite, bruh. That's my, that's yeah. my line. That's a challenge. Next time, if anyone's out there, you see some kites, you know, because they, they set them down on the beach and they're there pumping them up. You know, throw yeah. a bit of sand on it, set up Pinocchio's no, you've, lines. You've been watching. Mate, oh, it's WA, mate. It's the windiest place in australia wa is good for kiting yeah i've seen a kite set up or two that's why i've got the anxiety string anxiety i won't do it i just it's too much but i'm gonna drop the line on people or crispy kite crispy kite mate it's the equivalent of um getting any bites yeah (laughs) any fun ones yeah a couple of fun ones yeah a couple of fun ones any bites yeah any bites catching any yeah yeah that's not a bad one shout out to steve at x mouth tackle shop Thanks, Steve. I appreciate the advice. <laughs> um, man, I was at oh, this joint. I've dropped in there a couple of times on the right on the Victoria and South Australian border, and it blows my mind that no one knows about this. It's called Piccaninny Ponds. Did you go there? No. No, of course not, because no one fucking knows about <laughs> it. And it's this real benign. It's a K off the road, so it's like there's no reason not to. You go down. There's a little shitty, um, yeah, hundred meter kind of dirt road. The sign picking any ponds. You park at the end. There's a drop toilet, a little shelter to like put dive gear on, and then a walkway in between, like some big um, kabangi like reeds. You walk down the track, and there's a floating pontoon. It's like picking any ponds, dive permit required. And you're like, what the fuck's this? You're about 200 meters, 300 meters, maybe like off the beach behind the dunes. And when you stand on this floating pontoon, right in front of you you look in the water you polarize or whatever like and you can see it's crystal clear and it's about 10 meters deep and it's like there's algae in it and stuff and reeds and you're looking around like if you look across it you wouldn't notice but you look down and it's like super deep and this 
like aquifer is one of like a rare site globally, let alone in Australia. Um, and it's got all these like crazy caves in it. It kind of opens up into this huge like football sized area underneath it. And so it goes down to 110 meters deep. Fresh water filtered through limestone oh. right there. Like right in front of you. The most benign looking thing. It, it's amazing. Like blow your mind. And like, you know, do yourself a favor, chuck a snorkel mask in, just jump in quickly off the pontoon and have a look. It's amazing. Absolutely wow. epic. The beach there. That's sick. Horrible. One of the worst <laughs> beaches I've ever seen. Blown out, covered in seaweed, stunk. There's some like migratory birds repping around that like they migrate to Siberia. I did a lot of sign reading, you know, because <laughs> in my solo travels. Right. These, I can't remember what they were. Birds can be bonkers. They were like the Turnbull. It was like, oh, the ruddy, ruddy Turnbull or something. I was like, this sounds like a politician. But it's the, the ruddy Turnpike. Or yeah, they fly like so far. It's like and Siberia. I, okay, and I, hopefully you've heard this story about the eels in Sydney. Yeah, okay. Well, I can't tell it well because it's a memory <laughs> eludes me. But like those fucking things get from like inner city, like lakes and Deep. rivers, to like thousands of kilometers to a weird, random island. Like they go through the drain. Why? Because I don't know. I don't, why, wonder why is one thing. It's fucking how. How the hell does this thing? Like I don't think well, they the eels. But like the, what? So they go to mate out there? Or to yeah, breed, yeah, to or mate. To give I think birth to mate. Like, like to, that's where they mate. But like it's so far away, and then they come back into the inner city of Sydney's like riverways. I don't understand. I understand the migration of whales because they want warmer water to give birth in. Easier for the calves. You know, but the eels, why yeah. are they going there? And it's like, if they're all going from the one joint. This is where this story is going to get shit though. Because but, if uh, I knew what I was talking about, I could go, oh, and that's because of. But all they're all going. They go really far. Surely there's a couple every year that just Maybe the stick rest- around and just shag on the in the drain <laughs> where they are. They're like, fuck it. We don't need a holiday, love. Let's just make the kids here. We're going to save ourselves. We're like doing it in this fucking drain. Of, um, movement. Yeah, I don't know, but birds are also equally weird when it comes to migration. They just travel ages. This bit I didn't understand. It did. It at one point they do seven thousand k's without stopping, like without touching down. But they go across the equator, right? So they're in this joint on the border of Vico and South Australia, and then they go to the Philippines and then up to Siberia. It just doesn't make and any like, sense. And like, why? Why are you crossing the equator? Like, I get go up to the equator because you want some warmth or something. But, but like, they wouldn't know what the equator was. No, but like they know. Like you're going north because you want to get warm, but then you keep going north and you get cold. Like they could. But just how go do you know they're going there here. because they're wanting? To, oh, you're saying why don't you fly the other way? Maybe they yeah. don't want to go over Antarctica. I've, I don't understand. They might. Yeah, they don't want to go over it. But like, why don't they just? go down there and hang out there instead yeah well we could bring one on the potty you just <laughs> throw a couple of questions bring david attenborough on the potty you'd get a few listens if you brought Dave. david attenborough yeah we probably, i'll give him a call i'll send him a yeah. shoot him a little text see he's if probably he's still not doing alive. it i'll see if he uh, wants to come on but i reckon like have you have you heard the there's an experiment they did with apes i think and they they had apes in a room which is probably already unfamiliar to them this actually, now that I'm thinking about, it, this is a horrible experiment, but they've got yeah, they've done some. This is real. I don't know who I've these seen, people are, but people have done some pretty shit experiments yeah, over the journey. So, <laughs> this is fuck. All right, so picture this: there's 
<laughs> do you want me to picture it? Or can you just yeah, tell yeah, it and no, I don't picture better. it? Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, there's four or five apes in a room. There's a, a ladder and in the middle of the room and hanging at the, from the roof is a bunch of bananas. And uh, they obviously they've introduced the apes to the room with the bananas, so naturally they're like right food up the, up the ladder to get the bananas. When they go up the ladder and get to the bananas, they put on the sprinklers and they like make it cold water and they flush these things out and they're like, yeah. all of the apes in the room are like, whoa, that was shit. Okay, it stopped. And then like another ape goes and has a crack at it. Sprinklers come on. So all of those apes are like, okay, we don't go and get those bananas because we get wet and that sucks. And everyone agrees. They all agreed, these apes. They all knew. They've seen what happens firsthand. Then... They introduce a new ape. They take one out, put new one in. So four have seen it. The new guy hasn't. The new guy goes for the bananas. And the other four apes stop him. They're like, no, don't go up the ladder to bananas. Bad things happen. And they like force this ape stops. Then they swap out another one. New ape comes in, goes for the bananas. Everybody stops him. Same thing. Eventually, they swapped out all the original apes that have seen it rain and seen the cold water. And a new ape comes in. Now no apes have seen this rain. He goes for the ladder and all the apes stop him from going up the ladder to the bananas. They're like, no, we don't do it. That's what we, the apes in this room, we know the truth is you don't go up the ladder and get the bananas. So they're carrying this truth even though they've never seen what happens. And I'm just thinking, these birds, some cunts just fly into Siberia and someone's like, you know, (laughs) someone's followed... And that's what they do every year. It's like, do we have to go again? It's like, this is what we do. We're, we're bloody yeah. ruddy turnpikes or whatever. We go to Siberia and I think we can stop it. I think we can send them in another direction. We get one with enough charisma. Because they don't need to go anyway. They don't need to go, man. Just chill out. Just yeah. relax. No, you don't need a job. You know, you just need to kick back. I get it. I like. It. it took me a while there. I was re- I was holding on for the apes. I was like, um, they were in a room with my, and I was like, oh, this is. A Did you shit. picture it? Yeah, yeah. I you did couldn't help it. yourself. And there was a ladder and bananas and what have you and rain. But uh, you could be onto something. Maybe. Maybe, maybe we stop the migrations. <laughs> yeah. Just. What What's the benefit of that though? It doesn't. Help. Know, we've done dodgy experiments on apes. Why yeah. not? What was the benefit of that? We just have less birds flying around. Yeah. Perfect. That sounds good. More so. Survi- tell the eels, like, you can shag in the drain. Well, the eel, yeah, the eels would be one stage they're not going to be able to get out, those eels, surely. Turtles? We need to do the same thing. Yeah, the turtles have a tough gig. Why, though? Because they're slow on land and their eggs are eaten by birds. But apart from that, not much. Oh, I actually released a turtle. This is classic. Yeah. It's like a tourist thing to do. Riz, my partner, really wanted to do it. We were in Mexico somewhere and we were on the beach and it's like, oh, you can release the turtle. And it was What do you op- mean release? What they've been... They're hatching turtles like as part of like a recovery sort of thing. Yep. And anyway, Oh, they're hatching them. So you're not like, they haven't been out hunting down natural nests, holding them back and being like, all right. Nah, they're doing... They're, it's part of their own breeding program and then they'll say, oh, you can... Now they're ready to be released uh, in yep. the wild. But it was the off season. And so we had like five <laughs> turtles... <laughs> and it was just the weirdest thing. It was kind of cool, but it was like turtles. We just—it's like some tourists with five turtles. It was not. I got it. Like I fine, but yeah, like in the pay, actual, and you paid to do this. I think we paid to do this. You definitely paid. Yeah, yeah, we paid to do this. And I think in the actual time when you release it, 
you can be like a wildlife warrior and release like hundreds of turtles. We released five turtles. I can only imagine none of these turtles would have survived. The current's wrong. They've got no strength in numbers. There's probably like, to be fair, the other bloke who works there is probably catching them. Uh, putting them back. Putting yeah. them back in the tank. That would be smart because then we'd come tomorrow and be like, oh, can we release the turtle? Oh, there's only turtle. four. <laughs> and they always look the same. So there's got yeah. no worry about that. Yeah. So. Uh, Mexico. Yeah, we were in Mexico doing this. You know, when you're looking for something to do, you uh, release a couple of turtles. Everyone wants to work on a turtle farm. You know, a turtle sanctuary or whatever sanctuary, they call it. Sanctuary, maybe not a farm. No, no I think that'd farm. be more like growing. <laughs> growing I did, like one of, the, one of the girls that we sort of met along the way, she was working on the turtle sanctuary, but it was kind of like, it wasn't as all it was like um, thought to be. It was pretty shit. Be like working at a barra farm or something. Yeah, like, it was like the, the accommodation shit was shit. You're just yeah, cleaning yeah. stuff, flies everywhere. It was gross. And like, the, it's kind of a bit depressing, some of the, like the turtle part, like. You know, yeah, they're just swimming in a small tank or something. Horrible. Um, so I think we talked about obviously this year. I'm on a bit of a soul searching mission, and I've yeah. What are you doing? Forty eight hours in the the three two two eight the Torquay life. I've made new friends already. I've had five surfs. I'm pretty frothy to be honest, and good. it's feeling real good. Um, but you know, I've got in my head there's a couple of things I want to do. This year, I've already got a few trips booked. We're not allowed to talk about them because they'll get canned as, as things go on this potty. But the... Um, Is that the, because of COVID or this other oh, reason? It's just like everything we talk about doing on this potty doesn't fucking happen. So, right, so just, I've just gone superstition on it. And we won't stops. talk about the trips yeah, until yeah, they're okay, in the good. bag. And um, It's like, a, like you can do it on the froth, like post-trip. Post-trip froth, yeah. Or if it's just about to happen. Like, how, like there must be... You can't a week out, sure the potty hasn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the COVID's kind of, yeah, yeah passed us with the. the yeah, record. but then again, so you're blaming the potty on COVID, kind well, of. Well, yeah, that said, I did my knee two days before a Bali trip. True. Flozza, so that that was that was shit. Yeah. So anyway, let's leave that. But right, I've got time. The the thing is, I've got a lot of time to kill. You do have time to surf too. I've got time to surf. And what I'm are you doing? Get my surf 100 stats up so I can take time to do this. But the um, Cherto sent me the other day the link to Alone Australia Series Two because Series One's been shot. Holy shit! I've been watching this thing and it, not well, Australian seri- version. Series One's come out coming out in June, so it's not out yet. Casting for Season Two finishes in April second. What have you got? Like, what's your pitch? Well, last year I actually Cherto sent me the same thing because we. Um, got elevated at his house and watched alone and then uh he's like you should go on this thing and i did the aussie one i did the application and it's like quite fucking huge application like yeah it's yeah extensive. You, they don't want to send anyone out nah, the and they got videos and stuff you got to submit and whatever anyway this year he sent it to me again and i was like mate i've got time time and options 100 and days you reckon well, the thing is, it depends where in Australia it is. I've got a feeling they're going to go Tassie again because season one hasn't come out. So it's like you won't get ideas from season one. So everybody going into season two is like, un, um, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. they haven't been corrupted by how to do it in season season one. So that I reckon they're going to go Tassie again, which I, I'd be all right in the cold because it's not actually proper cold. It's not snow and stuff. But... Yeah, I'd, I'd be shit in the Kimberley, I reckon. 
I'd be or the, like they can't do a desert one because it'd be so crap, it'd be boring. It's like find water, like you fucked if you don't find water. You can yeah, they have to have minimum amount, minimum stuff. But I've been watching the one, I don't know, one of the seasons. I might have even started at season one accidentally. But like the funniest thing is that when like people go like in day two. Yeah, yeah. It's so like they're like, oh fuck, it's dark. You I don't like, like the darkness. Yeah. Like, how or, did you get on? How did you get, how did you get on? And then it seemed like the one that I was watching. Anyone who was anywhere near a bear. Like, oh yeah, but that's it. Australia doesn't have bears. What's yeah. to be scared of? Like Tassie devils. Like they growl. Like, like fuck. They're not coming anywhere near you. There's not like bears, down. and the bears were hectic. Like I actually felt sorry for the Mate, guys. I'm got, not doing it in America. Yeah, the bear. No like fucking it was way. honestly. And then they'd been given some like a flare and a nor- like some noise <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, yeah. come on, bear how spray. can you sleep when bears are sniffing around your tent? You don't have a tent. It's a tarpaulin. Yeah, like, yeah. The bear will just like scratch it and open like. And they were the ones that went really quickly. And then there were a few crew that just realized they couldn't stay that long really quickly. Like, this is well, the not- one that I've only watched season seven when they go the Arctic Circle. The guy, spoiler alert, the um, Rock House wins. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But he has Rock House, and it's like he builds the staunchest digs early. And you're like, he's cutting down trees as like the roof. And he's like, this guy's going the distance, you know? But it's like so icy. It's just a different world, right? Yeah, well, this is the, actually, and this is another remark. One guy, like, because everyone goes in there, like, what do you need? You need shelter, you need water, you need food. It's like, fine. This guy's gone, I tried to, I got shelter, water, I got water, fire. fuck food. Well, he no, fucks, he's just, he could, fucks food off. He's like, 24 days, no I, food. I can't. He's gone keto. He went full keto. Yeah. And just ate no food. And then he's like, I'm just going on a fast. Because he's had this plan. So he put in heaps of weight to go in. Because I can't get enough food. So the more was he food... tubby? It was a, oh, hardly, a little bit, but not really. Not at the end. And then he's like, every f- bit of food I eat, I'm using too much energy to get it. And therefore, I'm going backwards. I'm just going to drink water and like fast for 25 days. I had this similar thought. Because like I've done the keto thing and thrived on it. And... And I was thinking, you go keto in the month leading up, so you're on keto, so your body's rocking it. You don't get the cravings, you think clearly, yeah. you know, you're sorted. But you eat like a motherfucker. Like, I'll put on 25 kilos. I reckon I could put on 25 kegs, no worries. Yeah. In a month. This guy won. Like, I mean... What? He won? Yeah, he won. Oh, mate, I'm in. Get this, me the, 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 Let's end this podcast. I am... This I am guy... Applied. And he won because everyone else who's eaten got sick off like the badger meat or something, like the otter. How many like, days did he go? Oh, ages. Like quite a while. Like more than a month. Because you can only go generally, like today, and you and I not not got too much to burn, maybe me a bit more than you, but like you're supposed to go 24 days or a month max without food. Yeah. Well, he was like when they rang him up, and I, I don't know, I can't remember exactly the days, but he ate for a bit and then he's like, I can't get any food here. Yeah. Fishing dried up. And he's Fuck like, it. I'm going straight into keto and then just, you know, and then when they rang him up to make him win, he's like, Oh fuck! Like, because they come and do your blood pressure and stuff. Like, you don't you see it every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they come do, and do yeah. medical checks, and so he's just banging down water to try and get his blood pressure up and stuff. <laughs> and then so he, he won, out. and he's like, "Holy shit! It actually my plan worked." He just literally sat in for five hundred. And he grand. did no, no, but he would have had to chop firewood and stuff, right? Like that. Not much work. Energy. I don't think it was that 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 cold so maybe yeah. he's chopping firewood or something minimum but like minimum effort like not much sitting down i like i reckon there's 
you know, like there's Alone, which is the, of all the TV series, reality TV, that's proper. That's proper reality TV. That's what like um, Big Brother was the first season almost. It was like, let's put these kooks in a house and see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. And it's like, Alone is that. There's, you know, Survivor is not Survivor. It's mind games and like, you know, you fuck around. You don't have to win any challenges. You don't have to cook for yourself. It's only a month sort of thing. It's not like actual surviving sort of thing. And it's like, but Alone is... That's that's what I want to be a part of, and you're not having to fucking interact with people. Like you know, it's a people drought, man. It's like that's my that's my hook. That's what I'm going in with. I yeah, just yeah. need a people drought. It's nothing personal. Well, like it's not it. for everyone. It's a hell of a people drought. I, I'm not. It's not for me. I don't need to do I that. I think it is for me. Yeah, it could be. Well, that's right. But you're not me, which is lucky. Yeah, but I <laughs> wouldn't do it. You could make spoons. <laughs> yeah, I'll just make sick cutlery. I'll pull, start up a workshop. Sell them to the badges or yeah, something. Yeah, and the dude who run the season I like on, he was a chiller. Like you have to, it's all in the mind. I reckon, like, I reckon they, there's room to do like kooks alone. So it's like they take all the applicants that they've got yeah, and you have the, alone, the real series. And then you have the people like that are total kooks that are like, yeah, I've applied for alone. Like I'm, I'm going to make it, you know? It's like, well, you're not allowed to bring your fucking 80 series cruiser with you are you so you probably won't yeah. mate or a chainsaw which is actually like a walking hotel like a driving yeah, hotel yeah so it's like they get those group of people and they have kooks alone and it's like but they don't know they're on kooks alone and then they have a little winner out of that see who lasts the longest that's like the, the prelude series and then you've got real alone i always laugh with Riz about like how where like the the male Male is seen to be like not around kitchens and all this sort of stuff. And they don't until it's outdoors. Then they go outdoors, and then apparently it's like totally like there's nothing to be seen here with this thing. You know, mate, why the hell is your cruiser so kitted out that honestly it's like like a five star (laughs) bloody resort? Like, what the fuck is happening? It's all cooking based. It's all cooking related, man. It suddenly love cooking. Yeah, I've got me bry. It's like, is it so? It's culturally acceptable to love cooking so long as it's not in a kitchen. Yeah, it can't be in. It's like Barbies. So <laughs> that's fine. It's all about the fellas. And in some way, in your car, cooking and making it easy to cook. Yeah, it's like this. He's fucking stupid, mate. You don't need like all this shit in your car just to go camping. It's the it's the roof. You know, if there's a roof, uh, no roof, then blokes are cooking. If there's a roof but only two walls, blokes are cooking. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. <laughs> and then the, oh, I've just seen some crew, and you're like, mate, you honestly, and, and for all listeners that have a car, like, I blame Harry, Harry Fisher. It's good to have. Fight a fork, mate. Fight a fuck. <laughs> it's like, mate, honestly, you, you, it's overdone. Like, it's too hard. You can't fit anything in the back of your car anymore. Want it, where's your surfboard go? On the roof. That's not where you want it. You want it in the back of the car. You can't fit anything in because you've got drawers drawers what the fuck you've got to have the drone in there so you can get the good shots yeah, you're cooking and you, by the dam that's yeah. right and it's like everything sorted it's clean as yeah and then you go camping once a year yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> i just think it's so funny but there's just there's just places that dudes can cook it's like nah but it is like what else do you do when you're out there that's the simple life that's the dream it's like all right I've, we're going bush it's like what do you got to do it's like well We've got to drink beer and drive home in two days' time. So like we've just got to feed ourselves between now and then and like we'll throw a rod in and pretend to go fishing. But I take... This is an Andy Watkins. Um, he's taught me this, is you can do most shit with not a lot. And like, yeah. it's like Dave... Why does Dave... He can snowboard. 
Dave Grimes that is. He snowboards with gear that's like 10, 15 years old. I can go on kite board today. No one bats You don't need a crispy kite. It's, I've spent $100 on all my kit. Like The least crispy kite of yeah, all. Yeah, there's no crisp in the kite. Nothing. Like, but you can go out there and you can put it up and you can go kiting and it worked. Like it didn't matter. Yeah. You can go camping and you just can take a tent and you pitch it and you put it down. Yeah. Except I was. And a tarp. There's it's a loan, man. Am I, I applying or not? You, you should apply. I'm going. Nick. What are you taking? Here you go. Here's the question. What are you taking with your 10 items? Well, I think there's a short list of items, isn't there? Yeah, but what are you taking? I don't you know, know the short, short list. I don't know what the short Didn't list is. Did you apply is. once? I've not. Yeah, well, I started the application. It was okay, very long. Fuck the short list. If, you, if it was your own short list, what would you take? Give oh, me at least five of multi-tool. them. Multi-tool. Leatherman. Critical. You can tell me if I'm allowed this, but yeah? Yeah. Like pliers, it. snips, scissors, little mini saw, you know. Yeah, That's fine. Done. Um, tomahawk. Fine. Tomahawk or axe? Yeah, something big yeah. and sharp. Done. Uh, your fire steel? Is like, that the splint? Yeah, you yeah, got to start. You, ferro rod. You, the dude who lost that and all the season, I, he literally burnt it and he was out. So mate, I'm taking, day. I'm, I'm going to be dodgy, I reckon, and take one that I can break in half and have like an emergency one. Yeah, there you so go. So you got like, take a big ass one, fat one. Um, have I got a knife? You, yeah, because you got multi-tool. Yeah, I've got multi-tool. I've got the you don't axe. Need, yeah, you don't need a knife. Man, I'm going to have a sick knife because I'm well, how are we going to make them spoons, mate. Well, I need a good scanty ground knife that I'm going to be used for everything. Mate, at this list of four, you're actually already blades, dead. Three blades. Yeah. <laughs> this is not good. What about a billy? You need a billy. Yeah, you have to have a billy. Just your billy. Decent sized billy. Like, do you, do you get, because do you get a water bottle? Is that included in the 10? Nah. Because like your clothes aren't included, right? And your sleeping bag? No, it's 10 safe. It's like survival gear. And then you get, as I understand from oh. one of the shows, like you obviously get a sleeping bag and maybe that's part of the tent, surely. I think it might be. Fuck. With this, well, let's just run with it. So sleeping bag. Yeah. I'm on six. Um, Four knives. I'm going sleeping tarp. Bag. You need a tarp. Yeah, you have to have Some a tarp. Some sort of tarp. Tarp mob. Um, we're in Tassie. Yeah. Fishing kit. Yeah, I'm going wire net or I, I reckon I can tie my own flies, and I'm going to use this is this is the survival like yeah yeah they're going to listen to this and they're going to know yeah. I'm I'm tying flies out of the old beard hair smart you know I'm looking around at these orange nymphs and I'm yeah. like yeah I'm I'm there beard hair I'm going to grow the beard and I'm going to use it because I don't have any hair up top I'm going to tie my own flies so like you need hooks in the fishing kit because they offer up a fishing kit. So I've got two more. Um, Tassie, Australia. I don't actually know what's on the list, but I'm thinking you can make spears. That's not a problem. We've got fire. Maybe I'll just be a sick cunt and go in with eight. Nah, you need to go in with more. <laughs> what else what, do they take? What else is on? The, uh, so the, I'll, take, I'll take a bow and arrow. Like, yeah, and that's what I was thinking because you can got, you shoot things? I suppose you've got well, to be shooting. I want to know what you can eat. Because like, paddy melons are fu- be fucking easy to shoot. Rabbits? Yeah, native, the native Australian rabbit. Thanks, Reg Ann said, or whoever fucking imported yeah, you them. you need to be shooting rabbits. You but definitely have be contra- Oh, traps. You trap rabbits. Tra- this is Trapping. the thing. The people who seem to go well when they want to feed themselves and not starve themselves. Traps. Yeah, trapped. Zero effort. Yeah. Or, okay, okay, hey, wind me back. What did I say before the uh, bow and arrow? All right, so the last three, you got bow and arrow, traps, like rabbit snares, mm. or gill net. 
Yeah, the gillnet. Gillnet. I handy. just don't reckon in the in the Tassie you can gillnet in Tassie's rivers because. Yeah, but I'm alone, mate. Yeah, but they have to go by the local hunting practices. Yeah, but I'm if the only thing I won't eat is a platypus, and even still, if it gets to like day sixty, you I'm can't eating the be eating platypus. platypus. They like they won't be coming anywhere near. All right, it, here's so here's a survival question. Your belt, right? Leather belt. Yeah, it's made of leather. Yeah, leather said. is. Animal skin, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. If you hydrate that enough, can you eat your belt? If you just let it soak... I reckon it's got heaps water. of chemical in it, but yeah. But like, I'll go a natural hide belt. Not a, not a care. It's going to have yeah. bees. I mean, wax. I'm no expert. But I'll boil it. I'll separate the This is a question I should flip around and ask you because you're meant to be the guy who wants to go on it. Can yes. you eat it? We're going to find out yes, very yeah. late in my time yeah. there. It's the last thing I eat is my belt and my fingernails. There were a few crew who'd take something that could be used multiple times. So I reckon you've got four things at the start, which are pretty much all the oh. same. It's cutting something. Yeah, paracord is important. Yeah. You need some Can sort you tie of... your own gill net? Well, that's the thing. Just How much film. paracord do you get? Just if you had to gill net, just don't film. This that guy part. who's lost his fire steel, right? Like he's got and a lot of cameras lying around. Yeah, he went just back and had a look at his uh, footage. Thing, footage and it, cheated. No, it fell. He put it down. It fell into the flame. Mate, he's got a he's got a camera with a flash that makes a spark. It's got a capacitor. Smash that thing apart. Make yourself some fire. Yeah, You've got batteries and power. You don't. Listen to this podcast if you're assessing whether Warren should be on it because <laughs> you can't be breaking the rules. Yeah, all right. Like your cameras are there to film, not to be part of your survival kit. Unless you're honestly getting attacked by a bear, then whatever. Let's In fucking... Australia, this koala. Yeah. <laughs> just what, what, there's, there's, there's nothing that hectic would get you. Nothing's attacking you. I, my Spider would be a bit shit. Snake, my, unusual, but maybe a bit shit. A bit shit, but yeah, you be smart about it. You have good snake stick. Strengths and weaknesses. Weakness, my I don't really like wearing shoes, and I would chop the end off my toe. Like yeah, you got to wear shoes, guaranteed. I 100%. need to train myself to wear shoes because I am a habit of stubbing the toe. That is a weakness. A Any others? Um, how would you? It's just being by yourself. I know you like. I don't mind it. I I mean, you, I how I know what you like by I yourself. Mean, I well, I <laughs> once cycled across Australia. True. From Perth to Melbourne. How long did it take you? It took five weeks and I probably had people for half of that, but there was a good 12 <laughs> days where I probably spoke to 12 people. So like, as That's anyone say, people, there's day, towns though. and stuff. You know, like uh, some days I didn't talk to people and they were the good days. Yeah, it, it's a long, it's a long day. It's like, if you're going to go, the, what are you aiming for? But it's like, once you get in the zone, man, like you ch- chatting to birds and animals, you start looking around. You're not looking for people to talk to. Like you're yeah, okay. seeing... Well, we can call that a strength shit. thing. I, like I am... Oh, weakness not knowing the lyrics to songs but knowing the tune in your head and just singing the wrong line over yeah. and over that's definitely do you know what you, you, here's a strength that you'd have you'd be able to look at the camera and assume someone was there and just fucking talk at them no there's just problem solved yeah it's pretty much like what we're doing right now <laughs> yeah. we're just talking at the camera for a hundred days <laughs> you could just create a person yeah, personality. I might hold yeah. a Scottish accent for the whole time. Yeah, and all yeah. these po- like potty, whatever you, what do you call potty it? Potty fodder. fodder. It's potty fodder. You just do a hundred days of potty fodder. Yeah, the potty fodder. Today's potty fodder. Welcome yeah. to. I just do potties, and you it's could, all recorded. You could just tattoo yourself, like just pat it potty fodder, because you probably can't take any bit of paper with the fodder. I wonder if you can have a paper and pen, because I have horrible memory, 
And I wouldn't mind, oh, charcoal on a stick, mate. Don't worry about it. I'm on. True. Yeah. Just date. It's like when you go into an exam and you like just look at something before you go in, then you run and you just Imprint write it down quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah write like, it down. I've got, this is like the four minute, four <laughs> memory. minute memory. So you like, drop me off fucking first things first. Give me a bit of charcoal. I'm writing down this fodder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dirt, just on the lake, on the beach of the lake and you're, you're in the sand with all this information. It's like, yeah. right, shelter. Water. Fuck, which one was first? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, the God. stupidest item that you can't take in is like, um, it's like survival, you know, like a food mix or something. You're like, if you're, Why would you take food? It's short term. It's so like, short-sighted. If you're, honestly, if you're taking food in there, you don't understand what you're about to go in for. Because yeah. like having a couple of nuts is not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to be shit. One of, the, um, one of the blokes, I didn't watch it, but he took coffee in, allegedly. Like took coffee. That's it's like, hilarious. you don't need coffee, mate. This is detox city. Like, coffee's going to dehydrate you. It's a and diuretic. Like, that's the one. That's kooks alone. Kooks alone. Is you're on stupid. the wrong show. That's how we decide. If you choose coffee, you're on kooks alone. What are, what are you taking in on kooks alone? Your Osbry. <laughs> <laughs> a you set take... of knives that Harry Fisher sold you with the Osbry. 30 litre water tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mount Franklin bottle. Um... Yeah, you, you're taking you're taking actually pots and pans. You got like you got three <laughs> yeah, pots nesting and pans. pots, nesting pots, um, chopping board. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, do you get a head torch? And do you have endless batteries? The battery situation, I think they're dropping your batteries off to charge the camera, and the there must cameras, be something to do with. I reckon. I don't think you're getting torches. Fuck the head torch off, no. because you'd be surprised once you go deep. You know, like you get fog and stuff, it gets dark, sure. But you adjust to that. Like you really do get in the zone. And, and even on the Nullarbor cycle, like at no moon, yeah. just starlight was enough to actually get around at night. And I reckon you, you know, I reckon fuck the head torch off. you fine. you got fire. You figure it out. Like you learn, mate. You're a survivor. What about sunscreen? Yeah, I reckon that's got to be outside the ten. Like that's included. That should just hat, be part hat, of sunscreen, you know, waterproof yeah, jacket. In Tassie, there's no puffer, there's like you're getting burnt boots, pants down there. And mozzie spray. That's my weakness. Mozzies. Mozzies. Oh, there was one me. there was actually one where this like, these people were getting fucked up. <laughs> Not by the mozzies, but they were getting bitten by something and it was like atrocious. Oh. That actually would be a that'd be a weakness the of the itchiness. Most. Yeah, but I but it, I mean that's easy. Bit of tea tree. Bit of olive oil. That's, you just can't that's get like bitten every day. Like yeah, but tea tree and olive oil. No, no, not to get it. You put it on and it prevents mozzies. Uh, so you just see, roll you up leaves. Yeah, and but oh, like I've taken a I'm taking a jar of olives. Honestly, <laughs> make olive just, oil. Magic just sending someone who didn't know what they were doing into the bush yeah, to like, see how long they could last. Yeah, that'd be me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what was that tire pressure again? Yeah, <laughs> eight psi. I'm taking one item. I'm taking my Pajero. <laughs> it does the it, like between this guy on his bike and old Laurie on the froth. Like it does show you that if you actually like you can change someone's life by have like sharing your froth. Yeah, real quick. You yeah. know, like if you want to take them out into the bush, you can show them how to do all this shit. Or if you want to go to the beach, you can just go, "Oh, mate, do this after me," and suddenly it's easy. Yeah. Oh, he's he come and buddy do this um, kiteboarding with me, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I can actually do this." But like, 
He didn't do much. He just did enough, and now I'm doing it. It's like the same thing you could do um, going out in the wild. Maybe you could take me into the wild and teach me. I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. What do we? How would you do it? Like set up your own alone? Would you walk? You just walk in. No phones. No torches. The thing, like the idea is cool, and having filmed Fat Chance myself, like true. The thing that was annoying about it was having to charge equipment and I had a shit GoPro that battery didn't last. Like I had to keep my phone charged because I had to take footage on it. And, you know, when you're taking shots, especially cycling, like I had to take it a couple of times. I'd set up the tripod, the thing would fall over, I'd ride past, I'd ride back, set yeah. it up again, I wouldn't press record, I'd ride past, I'd ride back. You know, like you setting up shots is the is the thing. And, and because they're dropping batteries and all that shit's kind of sorted... Like that's sick. That but doing your own alone yeah, is fucked. And like, if you think about even just camping, you know, with your family or whatever, you're always chasing, chasing solar. Like you're chasing your tail, and that's half your day. If you're not, if you're not there with all your, you know, half your kitchen in your fucking car, then you're just chasing solar so that you can charge up the drone or your fucking Yui boom so you can drown out the rest of the campers. It's like getting a, a powered campsite. So you Yui boom, that's what's yeah, like taking yeah. on Kooks alone. And then they realise they've Yui got no phone. <laughs> Can't get to Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Solar <Forgot> download. <laughs> Solar powered Yui boom preloaded with a hundred tracks. Yeah, that'd be sick. Do you, would you take it? They give you a free item. Free item, doesn't count as your ten. It's a Yui boom, it's got one song on it. Nah. You don't take it? Just nah, from morale? No, you do take it because you could just, you could remix it. You do your own remix. Yeah, yeah. And it's like one time, you just, you got to limit the how many times you play it, play it one a day. Do you get to choose the song? Do you go, something, no lyrics, you just get beat? Yeah, 100%. Because the lyrics fuck you. Yeah. Lyrics would be like poison. Drum, drum and beat with like bass behind it. Sandstorm. It's just a Sandstorm. I'm taking it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd take that. 100%. 100%. Um, speaking of which, we probably need a uh, song for the potty. If, it, if it's not Darude Sandstorm, if you're not packing up the cruiser with you... Nah, with this, you, is, this is what you're taking. This, actually, this is pretty flavour of the month here. You, you're taking um, Fred again, I reckon, if you want to, because he'll just he'll play you exactly what you need. Um, Who's Fred again? Fred again is just like some... A DJ, you can listen to "Turn on the Turn on the Lights Again" by Fred again. Turn on uh, the lights again by Fred again. Yeah, Do you yeah. know how it starts? It's like don't play it. Turn on the lights. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can you can take that one out with you. That's sick. I hope they drop me off in chopper to alone and like yeah, the chopper pilot's you got fucked if you went with a boat. Oh. Like you want to be on the chopper, and like some crew go on the boat. You're like, I want the who's DJing on the boat. That's what. Fred again. Fred <laughs> again, on repeat. All right, was. Thanks, bloke. It's been good. I'm gonna see you around. I've seen you five times in 48 hours. Yeah, maybe we'll I know where you podcast. live. We didn't. I don't know if you had an agenda or anything, but we just didn't seem to get into anything. Maybe if you, we just chatted. Jesus, good. An hour and a half. Fuck. Organic. Yeah. We obviously need to do it more often. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, enjoy the tune. Uh, hooroo, frothers. Hooroo. What's that tune again? It's called uh, Fred Again. Turn on the lights or something like that. Sick. That'll Turn be. on the lights again. Hopefully we recorded that. Turn on the lights.